At magic school, the charmed ones, or so it seems, battle demons. The demon, Savard, appears to tell them that they lack the power of three. The charmed ones morph into three scantily dressed female demons, Pilar, Patra, and Phoenix. They have spent the last eight years, five years for Petra, tapping into the Charmed One's powers. Hello, Charmies. This is Robin Ryan. We are doing episode 13 of season 8, Repo Manor. This is Brunch with the Hollowells. We're here for another recap. Ryan's got a quote for you coming up. We're going to talk about everything that happened in the episode and much more. Ryan, how are you today? Hi, Rob. Hi, Charmies. I'm doing very well today on our weekly brunch. How about you? How about you, Robert? I'm good. (laughs) Robert. (laughs) I, I have not eaten brunch yet. So I'm definitely going to try and eat right after this recording, but so far, so good. Uh, What did you think about Repo Manor? Honestly, much like much of the season, better than I expected. There was one part that I knew I loved from this episode, but the rest of it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Okay. For using another recycled plot Mm. point i think this episode did better than expected as well i was thoroughly entertained i appreciated the villains in this one and i oh man yeah uh, i'll just go right into the play so my play i had two of them but the play that i went with was the vanquish of savard oh my god that was gruesome and gross and painful and i looked away but yes when savar got vanquished i was like oh i do not remember that that was a little hardcore you don't remember do you no i do and i can't believe that they did a head shot trauma yeah that was that was pretty good so that was my play what was yours it was a toss-up between the slave king exploding and killing every other demon in his area but of course, let's go to a more magical romantic moment. Paige and Henry's date. It's my play. The I'm doing that right now. The magic that um, Paige said with the lights. That's my play of the week. Lighten up Henry's world. <laughs> so now that you bring that up, that is called photokinesis. So that, so is that wasn't did. just... My God. Okay, because I was wondering where she had gotten the lights from but i know that white lighters can sometimes do light so um yeah just uh, so romantic <laughs> <laughs> all right how about your mvp i am gonna go with it's a toss-up between Honest, I don't know. Honestly, I really am thinking hard for this. Of course, I wanted to say Paige, but this is one of those episodes that no one really stood out more than the other one, I would say. Um, 
So if you don't have one, that's also an answer too. Did you think anyone stood out? I have one. The only thing I will say is I did enjoy Piper's reaction to Phoebe moving out and giving her the box. So maybe I'll give her that. Maybe I'll give it to Piper this week because she did think about giving Piper this cliff, uh, Phoebe, this cliff notes version of the book of shadows, little spell, little crystals in a box to go to her new apartment. Piper, Piper, very well thinking. Okay. Uh, I chose Savard. Actually. I really enjoyed our villain of the week, even though he didn't do a lot he did enough i enjoyed his conviction and wanting to you know uh gain the witch's powers you know help defeat the slave king and whatnot but i think just him orbing in kidnapping each sister putting them in the house the guarding again his leadership towards the women i just enjoyed his scenes and he also gave off a very scary vibe as far as like if he was like a bigger bad i wouldn't mind it so i i enjoy the scenes that he was in so um savard is my mvp wonderful i like when the villains actually get their due sometimes so that's great and did you happen to add anyone to your hot man meter I was tempted after someone might have sent me a future picture of one of our demons. I will say no. But if it was, it would have been Savar. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, Savar is a, a handsome guy, but I mean, with my list on how it is, I don't know if he'll end up on the final cut. So, exactly. But he's, but he's a good looking guy, for sure. Especially, oh my god, Rob Sends, I guess it's the most modern photo of him. Man looks fantastic. I think he does too. I don't know how modern it is, but yes, I would say it's a later picture of him <laughs> versus how he looked in Charm. All right, well, let's get to our episode. Let's come back from commercial. Air date was January 22nd, 2006, written by Doug E. Jones and directed by Der Derek Johansson. Uh, guest stars include Ivan Sergei as Henry Mitchell, Baron Tahir as Savard. We have Michael J. Anderson as Andrew O'Brien. And then what's funny is they have Janelle Gurmara as Phoenix and Lisa J. as Pilar. But then they have the third sister as a guest star. Not a guest star, I'm sorry. A um, Like a... Spe uh, special guest? Yeah, a sp like a co-star. So there's guest star and then there's co-star. And she, Aaron Cummings as Patra, was listed under co-stars as opposed to guest star. So I don't know, Did maybe she it's have more scenes. Well, it's either that or how famous they are. I have no idea. But yeah, I found that to be interesting the way they, they listed her. Uh, when the charm ones considered moving they're forced to stay under the same roof by a demon that miniaturizes and imprisons them inside a dollhouse replica of the manor so we do start off with the fake page calling for an energy ball right and we see that rose's voice is still going out from the end of our last episode so this must have been filmed probably around the same time maybe um but little Rose had a little sore throat or she was a little raspy when she called for that energy ball. So I liked, I liked uh, seeing that. Uh, 
What do you think about the plot where these women have supposedly, supposedly, for eight years, and they made a... So, evidently, they killed the other demon that was was watching after Prue to get this other one for five, too. <laughs> no can you, sense. Can you imagine studying Prue for three years and then be like, oh my gosh, she died. How dare she? Now I gotta start all over and study a new girl. Do you really think they just killed another person or or the other girl? Or I don't... I, that would Because she said five for me, so it made it sound like she was like... You know what I think happened? You're probably right. They probably killed her so the other two would understand what it feels like to lose a sister just to stay transparent with their studies. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if they did that? But I was like, no, they just added the new girl at the no, but they did have to have somebody for Prue. So maybe they did get rid of her. She was fired. One of the two. I don't she know. She was fired. <laughs> She's like, you can't sit with us. That's <laughs> it. You're not Prue material. But um, can, if you can, like, I would have just been like, yeah, eight. And then I had to switch or so. I don't know. But that would piss me off if I had to switch gears and study a new person. No, I would have refused. I'd be like, no, no, we're going with Prue still. I'm sorry. So- <laughs> I'll, I'll learn. So here's the thing. There's a lot of similarities with this plot, you know, not just with the miniature uh, yes. house, but with the three sisters trying to take over. It's very Stillman sisters. Uh, the whole blood transfusion that's very Dr. Williamson, <laughs> Astral Monkey. Like, there, there's a lot of that in here. My thing is, is if it was that easy to replicate their powers. Exactly. I am surprised that every single demon didn't just go in, get a drop of blood, and just replicate their powers each week. I mean, they were able to literally just do everything the charm ones could. And even though they, you know, they studied it and all of this stuff, it's funny that all of this good magic was able to even be in a demon's body I without agree. any kind of like repercussion but i'm thinking too hard on it what i what i'll say is is that i just think it's interesting if it was that easy to get their powers you know rex and hannah could have done a whole other shit instead of going through all that drama that they did yeah just get a drop of blood and call it a day but i guess their way was like we don't want them to have powers either while we take it but yeah i didn't know it was that easy you know that's when i would mimic rob and i say shenanigans shenanigans because again if it was that easy everyone would be draining the the charmed ones (laughs) so first thing i noticed when this episode popped up is the music i know you recognize the music when piper was running yes 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 this was uh wrestling with demons this is when they were wrestling same music it was so funny they brought that she lied to you prue she thinks you're a weakling When Piper scream into them to wrestle. And you'll probably have more to talk about this at the end of the episode, but I just have to point out these outfits that these sisters were wearing. It was like a cross between Valkyrie with Hot Topic that took place in the Wild West. Like it just it was just a very interesting design on these costumes that they were wearing. Rob, I thought they were the demonic a league of their own like foot like baseball umpire uniforms because one of those those sister demons had it was like a gigantic leather circle 
no, no. Yeah, well, this al- these outfits. You mm. will talk about them, I'm sure. So Phoebe is getting ready to move to a new condo. That means she bought a place. Like, she's not trying to rent. Like, or maybe she is renting a condo. But usually, if I hear people talk about condos versus, like, apartments, they're to own. So she's definite about this place. Piper is trying to find out what threat they have to fight in order to get back Leo. Paige is due to have dinner with Henry that night and has finally gotten up the nerve to confess that she's a witch. However, he's having a very bad day. Phoebe suggests calling in some magical help to soften the blow. Now, I was actually surprised that Phoebe came up with this idea. I thought Paige was the one to suggest using magical, but Phoebe was like, nope, two against one. Go ahead and use magic for personal gain. We're good. I mean, this was harmless magic, but still, I'm surprised it didn't like amplify into too good that it was just nonsense. But um, I guess the ten thousand dollars. But I guess they the workaround was Paige saying return that. But well, yeah, give it to charity. Give it to charity, right? Yeah. Uh, I also thought that it was a great plan for Piper to be locating Sears and Oracles to help get a jump start as to who it is that they will be fighting. I think that's a great plan because just sitting around waiting for stuff to happen is a little bonkers especially if she wants to like forward this timetable right. and get leo back sooner than later just to go about normal life you know who knows how long it would take but i think it's a nice idea to explore right the scant scantily clad demons meet with savard they are trying to find a way to copy the power of three so they can overthrow the slave king a powerful demon who has enslaved their kind for centuries they remember the dollhouse in the attic, this is from the episode of Scryhard, and propose to trap the sisters in it, believing it will allow them to channel the power of three. Savard shimmers into the attic and steals the dollhouse just as Piper walks in. So I want to go back to Paige talking about her having the courage to finally tell Henry that she's a witch. And I love this plot line every time they bring it up, of course, because it's very close to home. You know, getting the courage to admit a secret or something that's very personal to you and your identity and telling someone hoping that they will accept it or be okay with it and and not be, you know you know, turned off by it, you know, and, and stick around. So I, I love these plot points when they come up and I think it's really interesting to watch them sort of wrestle with their feelings and how do you bring it up and stuff like that. I think that's all great. I agree. And I think that we haven't really seen that with Paige too much because besides like Richard already knew about magic and Kyle really you know pretty much knew about magic too so it's cool to see Paige having to go through this and trying to find someone that she really trusts to tell them well great advice from phoebe hope he doesn't faint because it happened twice for her (laughs) Uh, you know what sucks about revealing you are a witch and this is something that i think just i wish they didn't have to go through it's not only that you're telling your significant other or someone that you're a witch. It's also telling someone that magic exists, that demons exist, that monsters are real. Like 
of I think if you only had to come out as a witch, it would soften the blow a little. But to have somebody also wrestle with the idea of like, oh my god, I have to all yeah, I have to really like magic exists also. Like that's a lot to take in. And you being a witch or part of it is the last thing that I'm thinking about. I'm thinking like, oh my god, magic, what the deuce. But right. just, but yeah, I mean it would be different if like the world knew about witches and you came out as a witch, right? Right. Yeah. Your coming out story. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, closet. I think, I think, yeah, out of the broom closet. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think that it would have been easier that way and not, and not so, cause I, that's a lot to take in. Um, did you happen to have any trouble coming out to anyone in your life that you were nervous about? Or even if you didn't, were you nervous about telling a specific person? I guess my parents, but I have to say I had it easier because... Yeah, you were last. <laughs> I mean, they've already done it three times or twice. So, yeah, I, for any Charmies that don't know, I too have the power of three, but they're the power of gay. Um, because my two older brothers are also homosexual. I don't know if it's something in the water, but here we go. So I am the Phoebe, <laughs> I always say, or the Paige. I like to go with Paige. Um, so, but I didn't even get to do it. My mother overheard my grandmother talking about how I must be too. And that's how it came out. So I didn't even get to, I didn't even get to tell anybody. So we need to protect and preserve your parents at all costs. We need more numbers. I need you to, I need them to be birthing more gay people stat. Like we need more because there is something in their genes that just keeps. Oh my God. Yeah, there really is. There really, because there's usually like, I had a friend growing up that had um, two siblings and one was also gay. But yeah, this is three for three. <laughs> so <laughs> I I knew twin brothers where one of them was gay. I always found that to be a really interesting pair. And I have a friend yeah, in straight, Seattle. Right? Yeah. yeah, I have a friend in Seattle who is the Piper, and uh, his older brother is gay, but his younger brother is straight, as far as we know. Mm. So uh, yeah, I always find that sibling stuff interesting. But the three on three, like that is that's something else. I'm still waiting for my powers, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so Piper twice in this scene guilt trips Phoebe into helping and not worrying about the condo, which I think a part of it was her stalling to keep her in the mm -hmm. house. But also, you know, just the way that she was using Leo as this like. <laughs> way of getting her to do what she wants you know you gotta help leo. me find this you know wizard you, yeah it's just leo and i'm like oh my god you are so guilt tripping right now um do you oh i i guess i should answer my question earlier too um i will say i would say that i was nervous telling my friends uh the first person i told was my cousin and uh I didn't necessarily have too much of a nervous with her. It was just more of how do I do it? Cause I've never done it before telling my friends, I think would have been uh, different and only because we did have another gay guy in our sort of friend group, but they weren't like that close 
as mm. opposed to me and them. So it was, I was harder for me to do that because I didn't know if they would be okay with it, but it, it turned out okay. Was this your cousin that you used to watch Nothing But Trouble with? Yes. Yes. Aww. Yeah. Are you still uh, are you still close, by the way? You could cut this out. I just we, to- we're not really, but I mean, as a whole, I'm not really close to my family. Uh, we'll talk here and there and sometimes share nostalgic stories or, or memories or whatever. But at, at the end of the day, I've heard all of them say very problematic stuff Ooh. as the world got evolved so i don't particularly like to express myself around them as much as i used to so yeah i mean there's no ill will but at the same time it's just like we suddenly don't have much in common anymore yeah exactly so piper asks us asks phoebe to try and get a premonition right to see if she can channel like you know what who the big bad is or whatever and then they kind of cut to another scene do you think she got a premonition while she was you know, dealing with. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. I just, Phoebe was still with that condo. That's all she had on her mind. Yeah. I was like, there's no reason to ask her to do this. Cause she's not going to get one. She's not nope. going to get one. So yeah. <laughs> Did you feel like this whole plot line with these fake charmed ones who studied them for eight years? Again, I just have to say, why now, Rob, besides that they needed to write a story of the week, why did they wait for eight years and this is the moment that the Charmed Ones are the most out of Zanku and this and that, like, this is the most opportunity you say, this is it, this is the moment. Well, it could just be the slowest burn of learning the power of three, but I mean, it just probably took them this long to really hone the craft. I also think that the timing, maybe the Slave King has gotten way too overboard on you know, torturing their clan and their people. So it was like, this is now the time that we need to figure this out. Um, I don't know. I, I guess that's a very big compliment to the Charm Ones. Like, it takes eight years to master it. <laughs> it's just so crazy. I hate this plot line that these women were just out there for eight years. Five for one studying them and they list some random stuff for us to remember the past well genie uh phoebe was in a genie bottle let's just randomly throw out crap that happened in the past to remind you again this is our our last season but how did they know exactly where the dollhouse was i mean that literally shimmered in and he knew to look right under that blue tarp and took that dollhouse out of that whole gigantic attic i mean (laughs) I, I I have no idea. It just it just worked out in their favor. Um, so I will say this though: while this whole time they were studying them and and whatnot, and you know where were they this whole time? I think it benefits because, as I said earlier, with this uh, villain of the week, they got in the house, they got the book, they yeah. were able to get the sisters away, like. Just like the Stillman sisters, we underestimate this, but this is how you get them. And it just seems that it keeps working. They keep falling for it. They never know who's possessed or shapeshift. They always just fall for it. So this code is honestly, word. It's That's on- when they say, what's the code word? I was thinking the exact same thing, code words. But God, how annoying would it be to have to say a code word every time I enter a room? Like, I just don't know if I can keep that up. But I was thinking the same thing. It's like they have to come up with some kind of system if they're not going to, you know, 
figure it out. Or at least just when they have a suspicion that one is acting weird, which happened over the eight years, that's when you say, like, rutabaga or something. <laughs> and the other person goes, pineapple, or whatever the hell it is. But do you know how much distrust, like, you would develop such a distrust for people in general. Yeah. Like yeah. they would never feel bonded if they constantly had to question who they were every two days or something that they walk into a room and it's like, who are you? But yeah, no, it, it's, it's very hard. Like I, I, I would find it a little difficult myself, but this is how you do it. And they pretty much succeeded. They just had a really horrible, like, outcome execution on vanquishing them it was just way too easy but their plan worked so you know kudos to them what is stillman look look eight years is better than 30 years of (laughs) coming up with a plan and putting it to execution listen i think this is a foreshadowing they're like look demons do these long time games just keep that in mind for the future yeah but where, how long were the Stillmans? Stu- they were studying them too, right? It wasn't just that they were just randomly one week decided. So the Stillmans were out there. Everyone's spying on the Charmed Ones. Evidently, you could view inside the manor at any moment you want to. <laughs> I would never feel safe. I would never feel safe. Billy is in Phoebe's room with the Book of Shadows and the Spirit Board trying to find her sister. What else? I'm glad she actually said it. When Piper asks, what are you doing? She's like, trying to find my sister. What else? Thank you, Billy, for saying what we we want you to. We know you were going to say this week. As she and Piper are talking, Paige orbs the book downstairs. She conjures a fairy from an exposed page and asks her to restore various objects, lost objects, to Henry. So that was Thistle, right, Scout? Yes. Well, I mean, it's what the is- actress who played her. Yes, for sure. But is it the exact same fairy? I don't think so. I liked the effect, Rob, of her coming off the page, but what does that that mean? It seemed like that's how you summon, that they're not like a lot. I don't know. It was very weird that she came literally off the book. I thought it was a cool effect, but okay. It was, it was definitely a cool effect. I, I guess they could also just be suggesting that a lot of fairies look the same. If we want to do with continuity, or I don't know if she was channeled through her, that would be weird. You can easily just call for the one you've been seeing, you know, in the past yeah. years. But uh, what was also funny is that as she came off the page, uh, the fairy was still in the book. <laughs> so the fairy flies off and another fairy just appears on the on the page. Uh, I, I I didn't need it to be completely gone from the books. That'd be weird. I'm sure another one just manifested. That's my story. You know, magic, you can do anything you want. But I it, mean, it was yeah, also, clearly. Yeah, Why am I yeah, funny. What thinking? But it was also it was, funny that, that um, yeah, she was able to kind of do it that way. So Henry finds his keys, his wallets, his 49er cap, and other lost objects. Several parolees have asked Henry for letters of recommendation and Paige summons a muse to help him. Uh, Being of creativity, show yourself to me. Was that Henry's muse then? Because we learned in the muse episodes, right, that everyone has their specific muse? Or was that just a random muse? I want to say random muse, but it could be Henry's. I, you know, that's a very good question. I mean, it appeared in front of her instead of him. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to say it was Henry's. But to me, it was played out as if it was a random muse. Hey, yes, it was. It was. 
Charmed always forgets its continuity. But this muse was actually very beautiful. I thought she looked very peaceful and very sweet, her face. Yeah, yeah, I would agree on that. She did. Piper calls Phoebe at work and tells her she found Zokol, a wizard who might have some insight on how to get Leo back. Piper asks Phoebe to get some mandrake root. Piper plans to vanquish Zakal if he doesn't talk. Phoebe enters an elevator and is surprised by Savard, who waves his hand and knocks Phoebe out. Phoenix shimmers in and assumes Phoebe's appearance. Savard shrinks Phoebe and traps her in the dollhouse. Phoebe joins Piper and Paige in the kitchen and initially doesn't seem to know about the mandrake root. Phoebe reaches into her pocket and conjures the mandrake root. So we see that Piper, uh, Piper, yeah, Piper and Billy had that moment inside Phoebe's room earlier, Rob. I think this is, this is natural. This is Piper. It's not that she's trying to be, I guess, passive aggressive, but she's just, it's a, like a little layer of saying again, like, damn, Phoebe's moving out. And it's almost as if we know Billy ain't going to college no more. She's sleeping in Phoebe's room after this We This is, this is confirmation. I mean, it, does she get that deposit back? Or, like, is she still paying for the room? I mean, it, her parents must be super loaded. Because I'd be pissed if I found out she wasn't even using her room. <laughs> Those parents are barely even probably know that they're alive. They probably just send the check. Um, So Piper really is taking this well in some ways, but hard. And again, I think this is... Some might call, say I'm just a stickler, but I think this is again, a bad time for Phoebe to do it. Although some might say this is the perfect time to do it. I I I would, I feel like we, we did talk about this last week. I think as I'm thinking more about it, you know, like when, yes, if they defeat the big bad, like obviously this would be the best time, but you know, they don't necessarily know their future that this will be the last mission that they ever do. But when is a good time? Like, you're always going to be fighting evil. So if you don't rip the Band-Aid off, like, you're going to be there f- forever. And, yeah, I. but was it perfect? No, but, I mean, th- I don't think there is. So you just do it when, the, when you feel the time is right for yourself. I almost feel like Phoebe doesn't think that Leo's coming back. So, because I would have waited for Phoebe. I would have, if I was Phoebe, I would have waited for Leo to come back and say, Okay, you know what? Leo's back. He could pick up some of the slack now with the kids and, and things like that. But I mean, I, I get it. But damn, damn, Phoebe. And my last note is Phoenix says that she always admires Phoebe's style. Really? Really, Phoenix? Uh-huh. Have you been really studying for eight years? Mm-hmm. Who is the best dressed? I actually was Phoebe this week. Well, not this <laughs> week, but just in general. Out of all the sisters? Yeah. I think Prue. Yeah. Prue and F- Piper. Okay. Uh, I would say Prue more, but Piper, this last few seasons, she's been killing it with these like really cool, nice outfits. But Phoebe, I would never have said is the best dress ever. <laughs> That's what shows she's a demon. She don't know nothing. I'm just <laughs> so yeah, I, I will say that Piper definitely missed her sister. You know, this transition just feels a little bit more permanent like this one's gonna stick and that she really means it right um she isn't ready for her to move and it and it's not that easy to just you know cancel out 
you know, living with your sister for so long, you know, having her just kind of do her own thing. You also have to think of how, you know, when demons attack, is she going to be available? All this stuff. But like, it's it's really not that easy. So around this point of the episode, we also have, um, you know, Paige using the muse because one thing after another, you'd think that finding the keys and, and the wallet and all of this stuff would be enough to cheer him up to have dinner. But now he's got an extra assignment, which may keep him from going to the dinner and canceling. So she uses a muse and then we get to the, you know, more stuff. So it's just like, do you feel that she went overboard with the muse and trusted Henry to just come up with recommendation letters himself and finish on time? Or do you think that this is sort of like on track? If she wants this night to go perfect, then his day needs to be flawless. It does border on personal gain, I guess, in in a lot of ways. But like when you said earlier, Rob, I do think the way it was done was done in a very not a I don't know how to like a subtle way. Like she's asking for a favor. She's not actually demanding these people. Well, maybe the leprechaun later. She's just like do it, but she's kind of doing this very nicely and just like. And I think the community is okay to do it because I think muses are there to muse. I mean, it's not like they don't do it. So it's just like, okay, just can you do it now just to really help me out? I think they deserve this. Now, again, someone would say this is personal gain and it probably is, but I don't think it's that bad of a thing, really. Because it's like little things like just help him write the letters, um, help him find something. The money thing, yes. But again, it was resolved later. Okay. No, if fair. Henry actually went along with it, I would have been like, oh, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, it would have been a little overboard to go into the whole like negativity of personal gain and all that stuff. So I think what she used in order to help him with his day was okay. I didn't find it too overbearing as well. But if it had been that type of episode, like, God, I, I don't even know what would have happened well, Henry, right, right. with that they overload wanted. of like, because I think there's also a little bit of a balance too that comes with, you know, using so much good, like every single missing parole person <laughs> like shows up and, and that like, was a little much. So yeah, I just, it's a little too good, but we'll, that, that happens later. <laughs> so Paige, Piper and Phoebe summons a cow. And Piper blasts him across the room to get him to tell them about any threats he's foreseen against them. Just as he's about to talk, Phoebe throws her potion and vanquishes him. So first of all, I don't think that he was ready to talk. Do you no. think he was going to give anything up? I, yeah. Not but at do, all. Do you think he knew about like what was going on, who kidnapped Christy and all that? I think he did, and I think he knew that that was a demon too. Like, I think he knew that because she's like, oh, not Sakal. Like, she knew him. Like, he wasn't going to give it up kind of thing. I think he knew that that was happening, too. Hmm. I kind of just in my head. And that's another reason why she got rid of him. That's a good analogy. No, that's a good theory. I like that. Uh, Pilar and Petra fade into Savar's lair. They apparently watched Phoebe destroy Zakal. And Pilar and Petra uh, want to replace Piper and Paige, but Savard wants a potion from the Book of Shadows to vanquish the Slave King, and they need at least one real charmed one to approach the book. Good planning. Good planning, because they can't touch the book. <laughs> that right? was great, yeah. 
Savard decides to replace Paige next. He tells um, Patra to convince Piper that the Slave King is a threat. Piper is somewhat upset that Phoebe vanquished the cow so soon and thinks Phoebe is in too much of a hurry to get to her condo. Phoebe is surprised to find Billy in her room and asks how the search for Chrissy is going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know Chrissy, how. Whatever. <laughs> that was now, here's my thing. You studied this woman for eight years. You should know to be sensitive around these women. And she honestly doesn't bat an eye. Any chance she has to be insensitive or rude, she takes it. Now, Every I'll, time. I'll blame that on her demon side, that that is her nature. But at the same time, it's like, you've been studying these women. Like, why are you acting this way? You're so callous and cold right now. Like exactly. I would have figured it out. So to me, I don't think she learned a thing, but she, I think Phoebe or Alyssa played sort of the middle ground just enough to keep them fooled. You know, there were a couple of other mannerisms as she was talking with them that I found very Phoebe esque, but when it came time to kind of show like, oh, I don't care that stood out like, hundred <laughs> percent. So Derek Johansson, our director for this episode, had a bit of a style in this episode. I don't know if you noticed this. His transitions were out of TikTok, right? The he, flame right on the boiler too was one of them. Exactly. So the book, and you know, Phoebe is pissed, so she slams her box down, and then it transitions into something else. And yeah, like you were saying with the boiling, what did you think about those transitions? Because that stood out to me a lot in this episode. And I don't know if they've done that a lot. No, again, it's like this season, they really, again, were trying all different things and maybe they would just like go wild, have fun, but it was different for them. Also them approaching closer to him from that side angle. Very. Okay. So this is when they were um, interrogating. um, uh, The call. And. Piper blasts him, and then they have this side angle of Piper sort of getting in frame of the camera, and then the other two sort of approach. I yes. love that side shot of them, and it was just very, it was another coveny moment for me. It was like these three trio of witches, and I just, I just love that shot. I love that shot so much. So, like, I noticed a little bit of style direction in this episode for me. Too bad that one of them, even the new girl, Billy, I'm I'm saying, didn't suspect any of them being imposters, especially Billy, on how rude Phoebe was on being like, you should just give up. Like, clearly she would never say that to you. And, and she clearly didn't... she knows the sister's name by now. I'm sure she says it every minute. Yeah. Christy, 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 Christy. Bizarro Phoebe should definitely have, fi- like, learned that you can't say that type of shit to, to Billy or to anybody, but... I'm just really shocked that nobody recognized that that was an imposter. It's almost like these demons can't help themselves, like you said, to be their natural evil self, but also just to be cocky about things. I think they honestly just thought, like, they did later, like, they were just going to throw Billy out and say, get the hell out of here, and it was going to be no issue for them. But I do have to say again, while we're talking about this, I would have loved, loved just a throwaway line of them saying, you even took on names with P's to mimic them because we don't need this. We already had Mitzi, Mabel, like no three people are named the same 
M names. Just give them demon names and then say, okay, well, you even took on P, like that, like a throwaway line if you have to give us P names. Well, I mean, I guess from a writer's perspective, don't you think it's kind of cute to keep on this tradition of like, if you see a trio of sisters, they're usually named with the same initial, or you may just think it's too cheesy. I think after we already had the Stillmans, and then again, this is the same plot basically done again. No, the odds that they all are named P names and then one died too or was murdered and then another P came? This is too <laughs> crazy. <laughs> uh, no, that that's totally fair. I didn't, I guess I didn't think too much of it, but, you know, I love the, the, the strong feelings you have of this. This is why you're on here. <laughs> so keep on. Continue. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I... Oh, she's here. Yeah, she's here. She's here. I was waiting. Well, witch watcher, so nice to see you as as always. Thank you for interrupting. I'm okay. The sons of bitches missed me. Really, I'm okay. I don't know this. Think, think. Who cursed? Who's ever cursed on this? Well, not cursed. I I guess. I do not remember this quote at all, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but the only one I can think of who would say something as sassy as that is Graham's. Oh my god, I would have loved her to say this. It's um, not Graham's. Oh, I have no idea who said this. I'm so bad at quotes. No, no, and you're along the lines. It might not be Graham's, but it's Grandma Calloway. Pinochle lady with oh, girl with Piper. I should have known. I mean, Paige, gonna... excuse me, Paige. I, said I should have known you were going to use her as one of your witches. Oh, <laughs> I, but I thought you would have used the pinochle line. That's the thing. So I didn't even think about it. The sons of bitches miss me. That's funny. Yes, I that's do. one of my favorite quotes. Her, she's very sassy. This Calloway. Is... That's okay. This is, of course, Richard's grandmother, Grandmother Calloway from Love's a Witch in season six. And she is the oldest member of the Calloway family, a family of witches in San Francisco, who had a feud with the Manta- Mantan- yeah, Hannah Mantana family for generations <laughs> and seemed quite resentful towards them. And then it does say that she did not partake really in the fighting, probably due to her age and she was wheelchair bound, but she had basic powers of spell casting, potion brewing, scrying, and mediumship, which they kind of give, I noticed, on a lot of the charmed Wikipedias as just the basic witch power. If you're not if you're not seen using magic, you get to do spell you, you do the basics. So Grandma Calloway, I love her feistiness, like Rob said, it is like a Graham's kind of esque line. No, that was that was a good one. I should have known that, but no, that that's a great quote. And and what memory to bring her up to? I think with her short time on the show, she really made an impact, especially on Ryan. She stood out for sure. Just, just when she said, "The sons of bitches missed me," I loved that. <laughs> Too funny. So this is actually hysterical. One of the funniest part of the episode was fake Phoebe Phoenix saying, "Just like you did with Cole to Piper." Can you come up with something that happened recently in the last few months? Like, you're going way back there. (laughs) She is just using the notes. 
<laughs> I loved that. And I loved Phoebe uh, Piper's comeback of like, yeah, real Cole? Okay. Why are we still talking about him? <laughs> yeah. like, you did to me. I'm like, uh, that was so yesterday. <laughs> Let it go. Maybe she actually maybe made think. Yeah, maybe it actually made Piper actually think that was Phoebe because what person would have come up with such a random thing? But you know, it's not foolproof. But I think if you're really going to bring up Cole at this point, after how many men you've had since him, I would have been like, who the hell are you? (laughs) But I get it. I get it. (laughs) Ruta Baker, what is the password? So Henry managed to write reference letters as well as a love letter for Paige. And he was so excited. We never got to hear the letter. Oh my God. I would have loved it. Because I I wanted to know how cheesy it was. I really wanted to hear the letter. I thought it was going to be written on Wiki, but it's not. Too bad they never made one for him. I know, especially have him read it maybe at the, well, I did write that letter for you. After she says he's a witch, he's a witch or something. Well, so here's the thing. we I know that we have some heavy fanatics listening. So if there was such a letter, find it and let us know. And we'll, you know, read it on the show. I would, if they made one, yes, please find one. Let us live our Henry fantasies. Oh my God. <laughs> let me go to a convention and be like, Ivan, what was the letter you wrote for Paige? And he'd probably laugh. He was like, what letter? No, like, but, I was on Charmed. What? <laughs> that would be no, that would be cool though if somebody brought that up and been like, Did you ever write a letter for Paige? Oh my gosh, I love this man. Just then, he has an emergency. The GPS has gone down on his paroles. Paige summons Andrew O'Brien, a leprechaun, to give Henry some luck. As the leprechaun rainbow away, rainbows away. Savard shimmers in, knocks Paige out, and traps her in the dollhouse. And Rob, every time we get the dollhouse, I love the flame orangey-red glow inside the manor that they're trying to, like, show that it's yeah. the dollhouse. Yeah, it, well, it's also the reflection of the of the cave, you know, with the fire and torches. Like, yeah, all of that was great. It looked very Suspiria. Uh, yeah, with their color yes. palette on the yes, so I love yeah that house looks cool. I love that. I do love when they do that stripped down dollhouse. It almost always makes me want to ask if they filmed it in the real Charmed Manor because the layout is a little different, and it's like as close as it is, it always looks slightly different or less cluttered. Maybe it's the set. Maybe the darkness hides it. Paige tries to orb herself and Phoebe back home, but can't. She tries to drop a rock on Shavard's head, but only succeeds in loosening a few pebbles. Apparently, their powers have greatly reduced due to their small size. Phoebe doesn't seem at all that interested in Billy's search for Christy and suggests that she give up. She heads out and runs into Paige, and the two fake sisters find Piper in the attic with the Book of Shadows. And Phoebe apologizes for not being herself as of late. Phoebe and Paige tell Piper of the Slave King and suggest that finding him might help Piper find Leo. Piper leaves through the book with Phoebe and Paige standing well behind. And Rob, that's that was just great. Yeah, that they're nervous about the Book of Shadows. I love how they're standing so far away from it. Like, they're just, they're smart. I love this scene. It's so good. 
I am thinking way too hard on this. I'm not trying to call such shenanigans, but I wonder if the size of them in the dollhouse is the same size as Gamel when he yes. shrinks. Because Paige, Paige got to fully orb when she was that small, but she barely got to orb in this. And all these years later, her powers would have been stronger, too. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that she should have orbed out of the house, but to at least get a full orb, I thought that that would have happened because, again, she was able to do it before. So I just wonder if that was any kind of factor. Or maybe she they're smaller. Maybe the, the gamble size is a little bigger than the size in the dollhouse. Although it is to the eyes, it did look about the same. But yeah, how do we know, I guess? But I agree. Yeah. Uh, also, it's I love the line. Phoebe was like, you really couldn't tell that wasn't me. She, I mean, she gets pissed this time. And I'm like, oh, sucks. It sucks. I would. Well, love she said they- you did vanquish demons, right? They, that's what they always say. You help us vanquish demons. So how are we supposed to know? They say that all <laughs> the time. I would have just loved it if they had figured it out and then were still thwarted. Like, to be completely exactly. oblivious until the last minute just kind of sucks. I um, agree. Now, at this point, we do get a leprechaun. So she's she's going to continue using magic, magical ways to brighten up his day. Uh, regardless of what I think of the whole personal gain is, I think that this is a very clever plot point to reintroduce a lot of the characters that we got yes. to see throughout the series. I And, you know, they weren't put in danger or anything, and it gave a little bit of a comic relief to it as well. Um, and... Andrew O'Brien waiting at the police station, I think is so like, I'm not laugh out loud funny, but I just think it's the most adorable thing ever that he's just sitting on a chair with at all the these police people, station. Yeah, with all these people, random hanging people. Out. And then he's like, God damn her. She's late. And then just leaves. I just think that's so funny to me, but it is a very nice way to reintroduce them and remind us of the, you know, the characters from the past. When the when when the fake page though goes scamper off go with God I laugh so hard because they're trying to think of I guess something to say that's so like night like go with God I just that was so funny. Now what sucks is that when Piper was handling the book and you know the two sisters was like yeah go and look for a spell and then if she had caught on to him she could have just been like step back here you go. Touch it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the spell. Exactly. I would have loved that, Rob, and then shown that they had to call, switch her out right then and there because she actually figured it out. Mm-hmm. So much better. So much better. So the leprechaun waits for Paige at the police station and Huffley walks out when he thinks Paige stood him up. He rainbows to the attic and Paige tells him that she was helping Piper. Paige sends the leprechaun back to the station and he grants luck to Henry and several cops come in with his missing parolees in tow. On top of it, he wins $10,000 in the lottery. So Henry is a lottery player. My dad was a heavy lottery player. He, he picked, he got a ticket every single day. That's so funny. Um, so Piper it must funny. be a dad thing. Yeah. My father was always trying to, he still tries. <laughs> so Piper finds the slave king in the book. The entry reads, Cruel even by underworld standards, the slave king had subjected a lesser demon species to do his bidding for centuries. 
surrounded by his demonic court, his word is law, suffering by the thousands. Death is the only escape his slaves can hope for. So I wonder what the slave king had all of these demon species doing. Like building a bad cave. That's I mean, like it was they were building stuff for him. I was like, what? You had all of these people. I mean, I don't know what kind of powers they had or if they had powers, but it's just like you had this whole community that could have bum rushed the charm ones and been done with it. What did you exactly yeah. have them do unless it was to take out other factions of the underworld? I don't understand what he needed all these people for. You're right, and that and that he called himself the Slave King too. Like, did they? He just get this name over the years, yeah. or is he yeah. actually just called the Slave King? <laughs> she doesn't see how he know anything, and Phoebe says that there should be a vanquishing potion in the back of the book. At that moment, the real Paige and Phoebe attempt to the call a lost witch spell. Uh, it doesn't work, and however, their magic isn't strong enough for it to work. Piper feels as someone's calling her. Now, this is when they do it. Out of nowhere, Phoebe punches Piper in the face and Paige orbs her to the dollhouse. I love it. She See, that's the other thing, too. It's like being able to remote, remote orb is actually like, God, these sisters worked really hard to master their skills. Exactly. True. Uh, Pilar shimmers in and replaces Piper. The three start working on the potion to vanquish the slave king. So it seems that the three sisters is the best way to get the real sisters out of the house. Again, twice replacing them was all it took for their plan to work. I, you know, it it may have taken forever. Maybe they could have cut out a couple of years, but I just think that for villains that really didn't have like a huge impact when it came to battling their execution of their plan was done beautifully and they they outsmarted them and i just think that's great this is true um the only thing i have to say rob is there's a one point in this when Paige or and fake phoebe say that the elders told them about the slave king and they say Someone says, is it Paige? Who are we to question the elders? And it's right then in there. Bum, 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 Piper. This is because Phoebe got her worrying about her moving out. This is why she couldn't think of this. <laughs> the real sisters used the replica of the spirit board to contact Billy, spelling the word, word dollhouse. Billy goes to the fake sisters who are making vanquishing potion. Billy thinks it could mean something, but the fake sisters don't sound interested. Phoebe tells Billy to leave, and Paige calls her a nuisance. Billy thinks it's a joke, but Piper tells her that they're serious. Phoebe shoves Billy to the floor and suggests they get rid of her, and Paige orbs her to the front porch. The fake sisters assume their true appearance. They go to the slave king and all throw potions, vanquishing him and everyone else in that damn room. Love it. You know, even though these villains are bad, I love the fact that they were able to take down their oppressor. I just, there was something so satisfying about that scene and the way that she freed all of them. I expected Brand New Day to play after he got vanquished. <laughs> Can you imagine if they just broke out into Brand New Day? 
Because they were freed from their slave game. I mean, that's exactly what happened in The Wiz. Oh, God. It's exactly what happened. They were in a sweatshop, and they got freed, and they shed all of that skin of all of that, like, evilness that they had to do. It brand new day should have been playing on the toilet but i just was it just it just felt very satisfying for them to free their people you know what would have been really cool just thinking about this if there was like a conflicting plot line to the point of like not to say that the demons were good right but sort of like an anti-hero sort of thing yes you know we're 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 conflicted over the idea of like yeah they're evil they're trying to get rid of the power you know the power of three and and the charmed ones but it's for their greater good to because we didn't really get that rejoice of like we're free of him you know and that would have been a really interesting conflicted like plot line to put into this right they're doing it because of a reason that yeah i agree um page with some effort uh, orbs a stalactite close to the dollhouse the sisters managed to to goad Savard into coming nearer to them. When he does, Piper blasts him, knocking... Oh, what did I think? Just crash, Trello, just crash. Knocking him out into the, the stalactite. It impales him in the head, vanquishing him. Damn! That was brutal. I do not remember that death at all. And God, were they aiming for the head too? I mean, that's a very definite way to take somebody out, but it worked. And I'm just like, wow, these charm ones are not here to play anymore. (laughs) It's true. And at first I'm like thinking, does she orbit and he steps on it? I couldn't remember. Yeah, I thought he stepped on it and tripped or something, but yeah. Um, It impales him in the head, vanquishing the demon Shimmerin. When they find out the sisters vanquish Shavard, Pilar gets ready to blow up the dollhouse in revenge. However, the sisters insult them in an effort to get them to use their demonic demonic powers rather than channel the sisters' powers. The demons ready fireballs, and Paige orbs the the dollhouse back into the attic. Just as they get ready to throw, they shimmer after them and Billy uses a spell to switch them with the sisters. The sisters are free and the demons assume their identities are in the dollhouse. The the demons that assume their identities are in the dollhouse. Piper blows up the dollhouse. It's been in their century like family for years. I wish there was another way. Are they just sick of going in this dollhouse? And, and it rightfully deserved the slow motion explosion because that, that dollhouse has been on this show forever. So yes, they deserve that moment, you know, (laughs) something so old and and precious to them, just gone, but it was time to get rid of it. Cause that's the last time somebody's going to put me in this house. (laughs) I true. It's true. It's like, how many times are we going to use this plot? But it's sad because it was a perfect replica. It sure was. Okay, so at one point they say to Billy, why do we keep her around? I swear to God, this was for fans who didn't like her this season. So <laughs> They're like, let's do this for them. I actually did feel sorry for Billy the way she was treated. I mean, and I think it was because Billy didn't really talk back. She's usually very sassy like yes. with, with more like comeback than that but she allowed these sisters to kind of push her around and verbally just kind of talk down to her so she really cares about these women and didn't really want to cross them and i think it was more in shock of how they were treating her but 
you know, later on, she's like, oh, my God, I knew you guys were mad at me. I knew there was something up, you know, and I, I thought that was really cute because if she had really thought that they were being mean like that, I'm sure that would have been heartbroken. But like Phoebe yeah. pushing her, I thought was like really going too far. I can't believe she did that, but she did. And again, I just would have fought back, but I felt bad for her in this scene, actually. I did too. I did too. And she does say she knows she's a pain in the butt sometimes and things like that. But it's true. I I know. I'm glad that she knew what the real sisters' hearts were like. Oh, Bill. But Billy, why don't you remember this a little later? Uh, right. I honestly think that this would have been a perfect time for her projection power to backfire and her angry and rage just like did something to them. Oh, and that's when they could have been like oh, this might be a problem or something yeah. like that. Well, it was just how angry she was at her parents. I'm surprised she didn't channel it through that, you know, still kind of honing in on how to use it. That, but I think I, it's like you, a- like you said, though, Rob, I think it's because she was so shocked and upset that mm-hmm. they treat, because she almost supposedly likes them as sisters. So, mm. Paige having dinner with Henry puts on a magical light show and admits to him that she is a witch. While at first she believes that she has scared Henry off, he lets her know that he is not afraid. Phoebe finally moves out of the manor and Piper has a tearful farewell. So this scene really hit in the feels and I want to give praise to Rose for delivering such a authentic sort of real depiction of just revealing yourself and being so vulnerable with no idea how the other person is going to react. I I found this confession and this alone time with the two of them to be very beautiful and also the subtle and romantic way of her even revealing her powers to him with the light show above them while at dinner. She explains herself very beautifully about, you know, some of the things that we picked up in past episodes. You know, she doesn't just say family emergencies. Like, she's very specific about what seemed very weird at the time. I just love... She gave examples. Yeah, I just really love everything about this scene. But it's also just her expression on just how careful and concerned she is about saying the right thing. This is how I read it. I, I don't know how everybody else I sort agree. of like describes this scene, but it is just when you come out to someone and and you you know you're taking this risk or or this leap of faith that they are going to love you for you and not for who you are supposed to be according to societal standards. It's just very interesting to see these women come out to these men and i just think it's great i just think it's great although i would have loved to study henry to find out why he was so cool with it in the moment it you know it does say a lot about him that he is very open-minded uh you know he plays the lottery so i mean he obviously believes (laughs) in hope and (laughs) fate and all that good stuff right you're right Um, But he also could have gave her shit for lying to him this whole time, which some people have done in the past. And at least in this moment, he did not make her feel horrible for telling the truth. And a lot of people, I think, sort of forget that 
I'm you may feel betrayed right now, but you are not listening to what I'm saying. I am trusting you with this information and I am giving myself to you as, you know, sharing something that's very important to me and, you know, take into the fact that I want you a part of that. And then we can talk about all that other stuff, you know, later, but, you know, but I think Henry's reaction is cool. Do you feel that it was authentic that he immediately was just like, I'm not going anywhere, you know, like we're, we're good. I have to say the whole, I think this whole scene is magical. And I've always thought this, it always stands out. Like I, I mentioned earlier. And I think it is because of that subtleness of how easy he is able to, ex- you know, accept it. But I think he just loves Paige so much already And I think he could tell her heart. And the way, like you said, the way she explained it was better than I've ever heard one of them try to do in one of these relationships. It came off so sincere, so calm. And it was so subtle like that. She just says, I'm doing that. Like the way I agree, Rose, everything in this. Oh, maybe I should have picked her as the end. No, anyway. (laughs) Um, But I do. I love it, Rob. I love it. it I love that nice he, he accepted it. Yeah. No, it was a nice scene. And I also congrats to pray to Paige for getting to the point of telling him and going through with it as well. You know, she made a very specific goal and executed it. She was like, I may not have the guts to do this on a different day. It has to happen now. And she stuck by it and she didn't chicken out. But you know what was also very like the, I'm trying to think, yes, I was definitely out when this when this aired, but it's just her reaction. She was like, I know you're scared off. I know you're not. And she turns her head and she immediately like defeats her own self. She's just like, I know you don't want to be with me. I get it. No hard feelings if you leave. And, you know, she turns her head and, you know, he has to reassure. Like that feeling is so like real and raw you immediately just think the worst and it helps you prepare yourself for the worst should it happen. And I just like, all of that was just played out so good, but I just felt bad for Paige because she immediately took to the worst. You know, she immediately thought like, you're not going to like this and you're just going to leave, you know? And I applaud her that even if she didn't get what she wanted, she still did it, you know? Oh my God, so you explained good. this so good. And Rob and Charmy's, I'm doing it. I'm switching from Piper to Paige. <laughs> Paige <laughs> is MVP for all of these reasons. Add another check to my balance. <laughs> it's totally good. Oh my God. Uh, so with the Piper Phoebe thing, uh, like you said earlier, the box put together the little mini clip notes of books. I think that's all beautiful. She worked really hard on it. I think... It's sad and and a very beautiful moment between the two sisters. I also, you know, no offense to Paige, but I like that it was just Piper and Phoebe in this conversation as well. And again, it's not to put the timeline on them. I mean, it's a part of it, but there's something about them needing a moment to kind of say their things to each other. Right. I mean, this is day one for eight years. Right. And, a part of me believes that when it happened in this one, that it was going to stick because usually when somebody moves out, they always end up coming back. Yeah. Yeah. This did feel permanent to me. I think 
No, I agree. I agree. It, you kind of knew. You're like, okay, the last season, they're really trying to let these women grow up in, in a sense and go out on their own. But man, when Piper says you're not going to be down the hole anymore, oh my God, made me so emotional for her. When Henry said he thought her secret was she used to be a man, of all things. I know. Of all the things in the world that she used to be a man, I was like, I laughed so hard. I was like, okay. But Henry, were you okay with it? Because mm, that just makes you even more, a little more yummy. <laughs> He's like, so what? I'll play the lottery. I'm just, but um, I just had to bring that up before we close out the episode. But yes, Piper and Phoebe's moment, really heartbreaking. I just thought of this, but I'm just going to end this episode with, uh, or I'm just going to end this recap with a WWPD. What would Prue do? So, Ryan, the question I have for you, what would Prue do in this situation of Phoebe wanting to move out? Do you think that she would be okay with it or would she have reservations like Piper did? How do you think this would have played out should Prue have Prue had been in the house? She's like, first, I didn't want you to be in this house at all. And now I want you to stay. Rob, I think that she probably would put that mother role again to use and want Phoebe maybe to be under her wing, under her protection still, you know, in the manor close to home. I think that she would have been the one to say, well, I'll be here for Piper and stuff like that. But I, I do think that she might have said something to Phoebe like, well, you know, it would be nice to have you around. But then at this time, again, I would like to think that Prue learned so many lessons and maybe she's more of an easygoing person. And she would she would say, like, I get it. You know, you have to live your life. If anything with Leo has taught me, this is what I'm thinking, what happened to Leo taught me we have to live our life. So you do you, and I'll be here for Piper to help her out. Do you think that Prue would actually still be living in the manor at this point? Really, I think she would have remained single, I think, for some reason. What do you think about, like, if it was the four of them? Like, if Paige also joined, would they all be living in the house, you think? (laughs) Yeah, and Paige would be like, do I have to live in the basement again? (laughs) Um... I would love it. But yes, I, I, I think maybe if it was the four of them, it might have taken an adjustment for sure. But I still see her I see her sticking with this manner. Very good. Yeah, I think there are a lot of factors in this one. Like you wonder if Prue had a relationship, would she still be in the house, right? Or, you know, just witnessing how it all played out with, you know, Phoebe and Cole and them moving out at the time. I think that collectively they would have been okay as far as the power of three. I don't know if Prue would have held her back. If it was for the sole purpose of having alone time with men to, you know, conceive children or whatever. I mean, I'd be like, this is a little bit of a stretch. You don't need to move out now. I think that Piper would still be the most heartbroken about it. If Prue was still around, but I think Prue would have been cool with this. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it is that thing, like, by now she probably would have been like, all right, it's time if you want to. But Piper did want to move out with Leo, remember? So, yeah, they didn't take it too well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that ends our recap of Repo Manor 
Season 8, Episode 13. Let's go right into the high stakes meter. What did you think about the P-Sisters and Savard? Well, because it was eight years and five for other ones, I'm going to go with this was an upper level issue. Deadly, while it was a great plot, they seem to have gotten out of it pretty okay. So I I don't want to push it to deadly, but definitely between upper level or between the two. What have what would have been so great and to put this into deadly mode would have been them actually having a battle in the attic before switching spots because Billy reads the spell and one of them throws a fireball. It gets deflected and then they just stand there while she reads the rest of it and i'm just like believe that yeah so boring why did you execute this oh i only want to throw one fireball oh and that's it and they just stood there so like if they actually had a battle up there maybe someone got hurt or just thrown against the wall this could have been a deadly moment but yeah upper level is where i put them because they were able to execute and complete their plan to the point of of stopping the slave king. It just sucks that, you know, the charm ones are the charm ones. You can't stop them. But that final battle was bullshit. So upper level yeah, for me. Billy literally ducked and still continued with the spell. So I, yeah, out of the three of them, they could have bombarded her with fought with fireballs. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I mean, but upper level, that's great. We got an upper level. Like, we haven't had that in a bit. You know, it was always half and half. But, yeah, that that's great. And, and again, I, I still give credit to the plan. I thought it was an excellent plan that they did. And the sisters, the order, and when they captured them and we needing one for the book, like, all of that planned out. I love that. All right. Give us some fashion, Ryan. The P-Sisters could could keep all their leather bound outfits. They were horrible. Like Rob said, again, we have the demon leather Valkyrie. Rob said hot topic. I still say a league of their own. Some of these, these ladies were going to play baseball afterwards. That looked like a Ninja turtle stomach. One of them was wearing like a round piece on there on her body. But while I did, make fun of phoebe earlier i will say that look that she had in the elevator with this like golden top it looked really pretty on her so hers was the best fashion well hers was the outfit i enjoyed the most this week phoebe still doesn't have too much of a great style for me but there's some people that love phoebe style so all right that was fashions by ryan next week on charmed 12 angry zen I know this one. You know this one. I I know it's Piper-centric, but I have no idea what happens. I know there's a staff or something. But other that, than that, I thought we were this, getting another courtroom drama again. But yeah, I think no. there's something else. There's actually one scene in this episode that's hysterical. So I hope it's as funny as I remember. Very good. Well, we will definitely talk about that. We plan to have another episode for you for next Sunday, so look forward to that. And thank you all who listened to this episode. We are well into our season right now. We're almost wrapping up the final episodes. Uh, 
If you're listening to this during brunch, I hope you had a wonderful brunch. If not, whichever day you're listening to this, have a wonderful day. Talk to you next week. Bye, Charmies. On the WB's Big Sunday, a mystical staff... Don't touch it. It has a crazy effect on people. Great. ...kills all inhibition. I just wanted to meet all my neighbors. ...and makes one heck of a party favor. What are you looking at? Fresh Charmed. Charmy Confession. All right, so we got a new voicemail, and I think there's like one or two comments from Instagram that I thought was pretty fun. So let's get through this uh, charming confession. Here is the voicemail. Yay. Hey, Robin Ryan. I just wanted to say congrats on reaching the halfway point of season eight. I've been listening to Brunch since the beginning, and I'm going to be sad when it's all over and the podcast is over, but... I also know that it's a long time coming, and covering all eight seasons of Charmed is such a huge accomplishment. So um, I just want to say cheers, and I'm raising my imaginary mimosa glass in honor of you guys. And, um, you know, keep up the fabulous podcasting, and um, yeah, love y'all. Bye. Aww. That's Do you recognize right? that is Chinlin? You recognize that voice? Yes, thank it's you, Chinlin, for that very nice halftime feedback. I love that. Thank you so much for that message. Yeah, it is. It is pretty crazy that we've just gone so far. Oh my god, I can't believe it. But uh, yeah, thank you for that. Chinlin's always so so enthusiastic and wonderful. I she's such a joy. So it's always wonderful to hear from her. And cheers. All right, so we had a couple of people uh, comment and also play along to our charm theme game Word Up that we did on Instagram Live. That Uh, was so fun, yes. Yeah, uh, people had a thrill with that and look forward to the next time that we do it. Uh, Tobias Burning on Instagram said, love seeing you guys. And um, we also had uh, a new Charmy styled by Geo. Uh, this gentleman decided to comment on a couple of random posts on Instagram highlighting a specific scene or plot point throughout the series. Oh, uh, great. One of the ones that he listed that I wanted to highlight was from uh, Hocus Pocus. And this was the scene at the end with Phoebe talking with herself regarding her future. This scene here is one of the best highlights of season eight. The depth in this scene holds to Phoebe and her character development. There's many people that lose faith in themselves along the way, especially with everything they go through. And this is such a beautiful scene because she is needed. She just needed a reminder of who she was, which I think we all do need that uh, semitones. One of my favorite scenes from the show. Wonderful. Yeah. It's good to hear that. 
Thank you for that. I mean, and my post made fun of her. So, I mean, it's the complete opposite of how he translated it. And I, I, you know, I was like, that is so awesome how this scene spoke to him like that. And, uh, and you know, thanked him for the comment or whatever. But yeah, I, I think that's a great positive way to look at a scene like this is, you know, having to kind of find your way, you know, accept yourself and believe in yourself and losing faith in who you are, finding yourself again. All of that was was played out in this scene i think too so i think that was great uh however over the overall sense of season eight he says this episode was so boring he's talking about mr and mrs smith or which <laughs> excuse me which uh this episode was so boring and about 70 percent of this season storyline was really boring <laughs> but we're halfway through what do you think about this do you b- agree disagree do you have a different percentage on boring storylines i don't it's not necessarily boring but there's storylines that i just go home but if anything this rewatch has given me a better appreciation of season eight so i'm more surprised than anyone over that okay uh, you and Melanie also gabbed about the horrible wardrobe of the parents and also oh, the Melanie, acting yes. com- to boot was just not on par. So uh, parents <laughs> did not win in, in the in this uh, rewatch. Uh, but she did have a comment on us sort of contemplating how easy it was for the parents to just take each other out as their next targets. Apparently, we may have read the scene uh incorrectly probably here is is her uh theory i did want to mention something that you guys mentioned in the episode when they got the orders to off each other they didn't know who the mark was they got there drew guns and then realized who they were pointing at and who the mark was see i thought they already knew and they're like okay fine i'll take them out They also realized that the other had been given the same order. So each one knew what the other was capable of and neither was confident enough in their love to trust that they could put the gun down. Each thought that if they put the gun down, the other might shoot them instead of putting theirs down. And the longer they held their guns, the less they trusted each other. I do wonder how much of this reflects their real life relationship. They did not seem like a healthy couple. Loki got domestic abuse vibes with her father being such a dick and the mom being a wallflower. Either way, I do feel for Billy here. She had a lot of trauma of which probably helped the sisters bond with her. Great analysis of this scene. And and I'm sure that's probably how that parent, you know, alley shootout thing played out. But that whole thing with the dad just being very verbal about his feelings on Christy and all of that, with the mom just letting it happen with her church going outfit. Yeah, this is very <laughs> movie trope, TV trope coupling to suggest that there probably is a little bit of abuse there. Um, but yes, thank you so much for that analysis and your comments. Thank you, everyone who does comment on the show. That mess, yes, that message was left on Anchor uh, FM. If you look up the podcast on that app, you can leave one minute increment of voice messaging, and we can play it on the show. If you have any thoughts on the episode we just recapped or the podcast itself, thank you all, and uh, yes, definitely keep them coming. <laughs>